किस्मत में मेरी चैन से जीना लिख दे डूबे न कभी मेरा सफीना लिख दे जन्नत में तू दीदार मोहम्मद लिख दे इस दुनिया में तू सफर
ourselves, for our children, for our families, do things that we never thought we would do before because we're in a, a different circumstance now. We're in COVID-19 and it's, everything has changed during COVID-19. So we're here thinking outside the box, alhamdulillah. So my two guests I have with you, both are doctors, mashallah, both are members of BIMA, which you probably have heard me talking about before, which are a great organization, mashallah, and Muslim doctors coming together and doing so much over COVID, mashallah. And we've been involved with them doing a lot of work over COVID and very, very busy with them, mashallah. And, and both are from different parts of the country. So we're doing this uh, on a Zoom session for you to, to hear us today, inshallah, but I hope you will enjoy it. So we have uh, Dr. Omar Tukair. Salam alaikum. Sorry, I didn't get that out quite as I wanted to get it out. Salam alaikum, sister. How are you? Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I'm fine. Jazakallah khair for inviting me and for You're this welcome. one. You're welcome. Lovely to have you on the show. And we have Dr. Hafsa. Assalamu alaikum. You're from Lincoln, I think. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Wa alaikum salam. Thank you so much for having us on the show and Eid Mubarak to all the listeners. Oh, Jazakallah Khair and yes, Eid Mubarak. Isn't it wonderful to have Eid today and uh, mashallah and be, be here celebrating a day with, with so many listeners tuned in up and down the country indeed. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. What does, and I'm going to ask first about, I suppose, about Eid. What does Eid mean for you? What does Eid mean? You know, you're both professionals, mashallah, you're both mothers, busy people. So what does Eid mean for you? Should I go first? So, yeah, Eid, alhamdulillah, it's Eid is a day for us to all um, get together with our families, um, celebrate, remember as well the, you know, especially the, you know, the, the journey Ibrahim alayhi salam took. Um, I guess it's especially, you know, for those of us who have children, you know, we can remember the story, how he was, you know, what, what being a Muslim is all about, you know, to celebrate with our family, um, show our love to our loved ones, give them gifts, um, and um, just really um, show gratitude to Allah for all the, all the blessings. Alhamdulillah, that's a wonderful explanation. And for you, sister, yeah. Um, um, having said that, like as Hafsad mentioned as well, Subhanallah, Eid is a this is the biggest day. It's a very big day for us. And as Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, uh, my Ummah have been given two great days. Uh, one is Eid al-Fitr and Eid al-Adha. Like we, this is the one, and this is actually this Eid uh, as a is a gratitude. Yeah, one way of showing the shukr to Allah subhanahu wa taala. But uh, the Eid al-Adha is mainly more about the sacrifice. The sacrifice and the patience, uh, which um, uh, Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam he showed, as we being a Muslim now celebrating this big occasion. So we are here. The parents are, uh, you know, kind of a bit um, doing the sacrifice as well, and children are sacrificing a bit of their things as well. So Subhanallah, everybody is a mutual thing. So it is showing us how to be uh, sacrificing, being courteous to our parents, and being patient as well, and showing the love and respect in this time of the COVID nineteen and lockdown where it is so hard because nobody can escape from the home <laughs> and it, i think that, that that's a wonderful beautiful and any just bring you there's so many positives about it as well mm -hmm. so inshallah we'll talk a bit more about it which is wonderful and i'm sure we will indeed where you we're in this society where often 
children can appear to be selfish and uh, especially when we come to a feast or festival times and you know for us it's Aid and other times maybe birthdays and other events that children they want I want I want I want where we have to not be selfish and to think of others this is a really good time that we can be doing that it's really good yeah. Underpin underpins our families underpins our values uh, indeed yeah. yeah, of course, I 100% I, I agree with you that we should teach our children how to share and how to sacrifice, not always I, I, it is all about we as well. <laughs> yeah, it is, and unfortunately it happens a lot, but in, in this time, to, I suppose today, we want to make it a very special day, a few days for our children, for our families, we, we want to minimize on arguments, we want to uh, have a family time, we want to try and build memories, I, I assume uh, when we're talking about Aid, that you are kind of thinking of some of your memories that you had as you were raising up, uh, growing up uh, back home, wherever that was, with Aid, what was going on there, because uh, this is the wonderful thing too, when we talk about this, that we, we remember our own journeys and things, special things that happened in our life. Is there any special memories that you have there of of AIDS that were better than other AIDS. I, I'm, I'm sure we can't compare them, them to now where we're in lockdown, but they were, maybe things were difficult, but it was wonderful. Things, something unusual happened, something great happened uh, uh, that you really had a, a wonderful time. Anything come to mind for you both? I know I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> I think uh, what comes to mind for me is, um, uh, you know, that those days when we took the, effort to like you know not take annual leave and like our, our parents took leave from from work and we just had Eid all together and also when you get together with family and have those big parties um that that comes to mind as a sort of the more um special Eids when 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 a bit of efforts made on on making it a special day mm. And did you have I think I would say like my mother, uh, she played a very big role and my fa father, both of them, they used to, they were not work uh, like a doctors, but um, Alhamdulillah, he used to make an effort for us that we make sure, and we used to look after the animal uh, and then uh, look at, and you know, uh, make it very uh, feeded beautifully. And we used to, uh, it, 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 they, they were gonna care about everything, not only about the human beings, and the feelings are important, like how much we need to look after them. It was all about even looking after animals is so important as well, feeding them properly, not keeping them hungry. And that was a really beautiful thing for us to learn. And then uh, I remember the takbirat, the sounds, the chanting, because children love singing. Mm -hmm. And even my children now, what we do, we started doing takbirat right from the beginning of the Every single day, whenever it is a chance, okay, where is the takbirat, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, and then we start doing it. And uh, from tomorrow, is from the, uh, like um, definitely for the Eid day, it will be carrying on up to three days. So that will be going to be very exciting and beautiful, re reviving our memories and plus making them to give them memories for their future. Yeah. It is lovely to have these these memories and uh, to uh, maybe special foods that you prepared or your parents prepared for you and the way you dressed, uh, 
in clothes and uh, whatever for the day. Do you, yes, I, I, <laughs> I can see that there's, you're nodding there. So I'm bringing you back down memory lane of, of things that was happened. Uh, and even for myself, I can remember, you know, being on Hajj, which was lovely being on Hajj mm-hmm. and then coming back and, and telling my children and raising my children about that and drawing it out on diagrams of the journey you have to do and where you go. And, um, and now I see it's all done on apps. And I was thinking this morning, actually, as I was looking at one of these journeys on, on this lovely um, slide in an infogram, I thought, oh, I used to do this with pen and paper and colored pens, and and and, yeah. and now it's done so nicely. You know, <laughs> things have changed a lot, uh, but made yeah. it easier, an easier way to explain things to children, which is lovely indeed. Uh, yeah. Is this some of the things that that goes on in families still? Or do two people? Do you think talk about um, Aid in this way and prepare children like this, or are we thinking of preparing? just the the house the 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 gifts etc or the money in some countries do you do you think we we also prepare them with the stories yeah i think it's really important um that we i mean that that we tell the church our children stories of our heritage tell them about hajj tell them about what the build-up is like you say give story if we've been on hajj and been fortunate enough to go on hajj tell them about our experiences and really make them understand like what the what Aid is all about like what the festival is about so it's not just a day of oh you know we don't want to go the other extreme where it just for our children just becomes about like having presents (laughs) and it just becomes a day of having presents and eating lots we want we want to make sure that they you know are connected to the stories and connected to the lessons um you know on which on which this Eid is built Great. I think also you're very right. This is a very uh, important point where we most of us lack as a cultural thing, uh, especially in India, Pakistan, when we see, or even I think in among the Arab Middle, Middle East as well, it has become a kind of an occasion where the people just celebrate and they think, okay, celebration means just a celebration, nothing else. So we need to bring the spirit back of uh, this occasion. And uh, as being a parent, as being our own self, like, you know, the, the colleagues and everything, because when we show them that uh, the gratitude and the patience and you know this kind of sacrifice for each other that actually builds a, a holistic a well-rounded people a well-rounded children as well and they, they are our future and even for our own self like I know when you were mentioning about the annual leave I remember on the Eid day and if another colleague wants to go one Eid if you have taken off another colleague can take off another day off so yeah so that's the one of the way of sacrifice and and another among the children like if you uh, like the children uh, especially they compete for each all the time okay she had this much and this much I had this much so it's teaching them that whatever is written for you you will get it and and sharing and uh, all these kind of things so the cultural aspect needs to be taken out and it should be more celebrated according to Quran and Sunnah it will become Begin then, like bring it back more spirit of this uh, whole age, inshallah. Wonderful, inshallah. Well, I can see you both thought about this a lot, and you both have put a lot of effort into this. So, I'm going to think, I ask you now, and maybe you can help our listeners that haven't thought about it and, and not as advanced as, as you both here this evening, and, and they're struggling. What will I do with my, my children over the next couple of days? What can I do now? I've left it a bit last minute. Uh, so what can, where can we start? What, what could we do? Uh, what do you think, Hafsa? Where can we start with making lists or doing things with children? 
Um, I think we can simply start by asking our children, if they're old enough, what, what do you want? Eid's coming up. What should we do in Eid? What food should we make? Um, how can we make it really fun? Um, just getting them involved. Um, obviously, explaining the situation is a bit different at the moment. Um, obviously, with COVID, our children might be used to, you know, that the whole fun of going to the masjid and, you know, seeing their friends. And also, it's going to be different again um, this, this year. So, obviously, explaining the whole situation to them, but saying, you know, we want to make Eid really fun for you. So, so what, what, can, what can we do? What, what would you like to do? Um, that's a great place to start, I think, just engaging our children in that conversation. Wonderful. And you feel the same? Uh, yeah, I think um, I kind of have planned ahead a little bit. We have ordered, uh, like already, we ordered balloons and uh, decorated our home. And Alhamdulillah, uh, we, uh, yeah, definitely, I 100% I, I agree with Hafsa. Uh, my children, uh, have got a, I've got a wider range of children, like an older children and a very young child or three-year-old, mashallah. So Alhamdulillah, we, uh, we, we do celebrate. We had, uh, recently had a uh, birthday of my son as well. But we don't, we can celebrate as more like a special day. And then Eid is more special than that. And Alhamdulillah, my oldest, she, she said, mommy, we need to celebrate Eid better than anybody. And I, 100%. And I, SubhanAllah, when you teach them these things, it comes out in, in, uh, in their mind. And then they kind of help you to establish that kind of a sunnah, you know, that, that kind of things as well. So, so far, it, it, it pays you back. The more you give in the right thing to your children, it, 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 they bring it back to you. <laughs> so it is very, it, it, yeah, they gave me a few ideas. They ordered balloons and uh, decorated the whole house with us. And we cleaned it together. Uh, we're going to preparation for the cooking as well and prep planning for salah. And my, my son, who is memorizing Quran, so he leads us in the salah. And similarly, we did in Ramadan. Uh, he led us through the whole Ramadan. And this is the way. Encourage your children, even if they are five or six or seven, make them to stand with you in the prayers in Jamaat and then make them a leader uh, and pretend and, and follow them through. So this is the way they will get confidence and they get involved in activities and delegate duties to them. Uh, you know, one is cleaning, one is cleaning the kitchen, one is the living room, one is all this. And even the little three-year-old can do the mop, uh, you know, roughly. <laughs> So they love learning the in the younger children. They, 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 they love being part of it, you know, and all of this is coming together. And I, I love that idea of all the family having little jobs because you come together, you're doing the jobs together. You're happy doing the jobs together because you're working together. You're not, it's not one over the other or it's not fair. Mm -hmm. Everybody's together. Everybody is involved. And actually it's, it's that that builds the memories how we did this and how we used to do this and that becomes then your family values that each yes. year this is what we're going to do this is our family and how we're going to celebrate it different maybe than the next door neighbor family or, or our cousins or whatever but we're going to do it our way yeah. Yeah. I would like to say one thing here uh, sorry it needs a loads of patience though <laughs> <laughs> on, a mom, on a mother's part you, yeah. you, you can do a job in half an hour but to meet your children do it, it might take two hours. And it needs loads of endurance, loads of forbearance and patience. I will say all those words for this. <laughs> Especially when you have a two or three year old that makes more mess than <laughs> I'll one. No, no, three year olds are more happy to work for you. When they're teenagers, 
when the teenagers they have got their own wishes they have got their own they don't want to might be work at that time they want to watch they want to do something else they want to do some paint or arts or like art and craft or something else but you want them to do be at the part of that work and out there and even everybody else is doing it <laughs> right. but which is it's like everything really when you look at it in uh, in the workplace as well if you relate to the workplace if you're teaching a new skill to somebody computer skill or how to use something you could have done it 10 times faster yourself but if you don't teach yeah. that person the next yeah. time you're going to have to do it yourself and the next time you're going to have to do it yourself so we have to like that like there's so much in the workplace that we can take into our homes and let our children learn we made mistakes when we were learning they're going to make mistakes and just think in the end they will learn and there will be a day inshallah that they will tell you you go and sit down and we'll do the cleaning and the decorations and everything ourselves and or maybe they'll ask you to go to the shops to buy something and you come back home the whole house is cleaned and decorated and and what a lovely surprise that is that's really true mashallah yeah yeah, yeah. alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. So the, it's it's just coming together and having the patience i'm glad you said about patience and, and and no matter what we do we we really need to have that patience and i suppose if we have the intention as well that we're doing this allah will reward us so imagine having Inshallah. Alhamdulillah that we're we're preparing a place so we're all happy together so we're celebrating Eid together. So we we're going to get rewarded for this. Because you know, Kathleen, you reminded me. You reminded me a very beautiful thing. You know, Hajar alayhi salam when she was running between the two mountains, um, uh, and she was looking for the food for her baby Ismail. And uh, what was it? If Allah was going to give her food anyway or whatever. Why, why was she doing it? It was just her effort. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't look what exactly our fruit is or what is going to happen in the end. Allah is just looking at my mind and your effort. How much effort we are putting in our children. And if I'm doing it for sake of Allah and purely for his sake and for his player, I don't know. I don't need reward from them. And I, I'm not expecting even. God knows who is going to live that long or whether they will be around us or not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I'm away from my parents. I, I couldn't like, you know, I, I'm not always there for them. So mm -hmm. subhanAllah, similarly, they might not be. But it is just what it is, is our intentions and our the way of doing it. And may Allah see, take it, accept it from us and help us to do it in exact good way. So it can teach them life skills. So they can be independent people. And, and that's a very important point to bring up because we have a lot of families in Birmingham specifically, and I know you're up and down the country that you're probably in the same situation that have lost a member of family, whether it's a parent or a grandparent. Actually in Birmingham, we have nearly 690 children that have lost parents. So over the last few months due to COVID. So we have a lot, even in our organization, it has affected. We've had members of staff that have lost people. So it, it, it is out there. There will be some families that don't, won't feel like celebrating because they're still grieving. They're still in loss. They're still going through that trauma. What advice uh, can you give them to those families that are, are suffering at the moment? I think um, obviously if they're, they're grieving, it's completely understandable that they wouldn't want to, um, they wouldn't want to necessarily celebrate Eid. Um, I think Eid is a time to remember our loved ones who may have passed away recently and also a bit longer, that it may have been longer that they passed away, just to make uh, dua for them. Um, and just, you know, remember that inshallah that they're in a, you know, that they're in a better place so that at least their sufferings ended, you know, just try and think of, you know, 
um, have positive thoughts and share positive thoughts about Allah that you know uh, whatever Allah's will inshallah it was it was for, for the best and I suppose being being compassionate on oneself as well that if they you know don't feel up to suffer, uh, to, to celebrating a search or you know going out and, and and making a big effort for for either such that's okay because you're you're going through that grieving that you're grieving process and you know everybody um tackles that grief that bereavement process in a different way and and that's okay you just need to be compassionate to yourself and also reach out to other you know be be feel free to reach out to others for support just because we can't necessarily meet in person doesn't mean that we can't call people up and you know just talk to them on the phone or now we have all these facilities like zoom video calling so you know take taking that time to you know if you if you do if you do feel lonely or you know knowing that your fat i'm sure your family would be reaching out to you anyway so you know just accepting that that support if it's offered to you it's very i think it's a very good point like uh, like prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam he lost his son ibrahim and he was very young and he he had the tears rolling down his cheek and um, and then uh, the, the the sahaba companions of the prophet they, they looked at him and they said why are you crying? He said, I'm a human as well. I have pretty heart. I have like, pretty feelings. So it's fine. It's okay to cry. It's fine to show your emotions. Because many times, um, uh, to be, I will be very honest, in, in, in Interpark culture, it's discouraged for the women to cry in front of your children or to cry in front of anybody else. Oh, you will be shown as a weak person. Or even, I think, in, even I have realized with my few patients, like even in the here in Britain, it's very common. And, and like people try to hide their emotions so much that they become uh, depressed and they become so much uh, uh, like, you know, what should I say, uh, kind of uh, absorbed in their own emotions that they, they have got no one to talk about, which makes them mentally ill rather than being mentally uh, free from all those parts because like even just talking to my friend Hafsa, like suppose and any other friend sometimes you when you're talking you you're coming up with so many solutions and so many uh, you know kind of um, ideas oh yes that's not the right way of thinking I need to think out of this bubble I need to come out of this my own bubble I need to grow like a like a like a butterfly when it comes out of cocoon it squeeze through it so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is basically when he tests us he squeezes through it all those hardships and we become a better person so similarly uh, it is a beautiful dua. I love that dua of the Prophet Muhammad. He said, Allah reward me in my musibah, in my in my this difficulty, and give me better than this. MashaAllah, I'm going to squeeze you there because we're coming into a commercial break, and I'm afraid the commercial break will, will come in automatically on us. And we're going to come back, listeners, after this commercial break. Do tune back to us again. We have a lot more.